No, but it's as if uh, someone's just walking by the by so the like overhearing a conversation. And they hear us in the kitchen right. talking. So that and, and that's the start of it. There's no jingle. There's nothing like that. So I mean, that could work. So it would just be sort of like you, kind of talking a little bit about what you know. Yeah. Well, it is the accidental podcast. So. Yeah, it is. It is Yoke's accidental Yolk's podcast. Yolk's, yeah. Yap. Yeah. Yeah. Yap. Yeah. The guys, the yap. three guys at Yap. Yeah. Yap. yap. You gotta have Yap. Yapping away. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about yap like yap. Oh, I'm even I'm even more clever than I give myself credit <laughs> for. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I just thought yap because I'm a sucker for uh, an acronym. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I like that I have Miha running, uh, you're like the stage director. Yeah. Who are we? All right. So here we are. It was your idea to start in media rest and we were just babbling. So I was just going along with it. But now... Let's do a formal introduction here to Yoke's Accidental Podcast. Welcome. Uh, as far as my knowledge is, this audience consists of, you know, my wife and mother, so I, you know, I talk to them anyway. My wife, too. <laughs> yeah. So, well, not my, well, we don't share a wife. And I would, should also clarify when I said, when I said my wife and mother, those are two, <laughs> those are two different people. <laughs> so... I want to kick off. We want to kick things off with introducing who we are, but since people are such uh, egotistical, narcissistic, uh, you know, uh, people, just in general, even normal people like us, we'll go on and on and on about who we are. So instead, we have decided to limit the descriptions of who we are to ten words or less. It doesn't have to be exact. Ooh, ten good. words or less. So just distill your entire identity and existence down to. Ten words or less. Max, can you do that for us? Max? Yeah. All right. I, I would leave it at Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yug founder. Yeah, two words. That's very good. English. Debatable. Yeah. Yesterday you didn't. Actually, yesterday I said I was European. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not continental. Mm. What else? Five years? Six years? Seven years? Seven years in Krakow. Yeah, How many words coming. does that count? That's, that was a lot. That was the whole point. You're done. I okay, think you might I'm have tapped over. Okay, but i edit it afterwards. So <laughs> I just cut mine down. So I feel you were close to, to nine. So, <clears throat> all right, I'll do, we'll go counterclockwise. My, um, no, clockwise. I don't know. Yeah, clockwise. Uh, no one can see this. Yeah, you're right. Why did I correct myself? <laughs> Ten words or less. Uh, Tom, American expat, married to a beautiful Polish woman. Oh, damn it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> All right. Miha, what do you got? I'm going to go with random. Yeah. Uh, Yoke Crew. Okay. Co-founder. Co-founder. Thank you, Max. Uh, mm, maybe... Creator, <laughs> how many? How many I'm five? giving you five, yeah. Five? <coughs> and uh, I don't know, gravel cyclist. Um, mm -hmm. I would say I would have led with that, but yeah, child, playful <laughs> child. <laughs> you actually did quite a good job. <laughs> I would think that does kind yeah, of you, you did, did encapsulate yourself yeah. quite well. All right, well, very good. That's the three of us Max, Mihao, and Tom.
type things. So we're going to talk a little bit for people who don't know what yoke is and somehow accidentally stumbled onto the accidental podcast. What? What is yoke? And the floor belongs to Max. Yoke started as a co-working space. Oh, interesting you phrase it that way, that it started yeah, it as a co-working space. This in the Im- implication that it's evolved. Mm. Yeah. It yeah. has evolved. Yeah. Mihal will tell us how it's evolved. Yeah. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, as Max said, uh, uh, originally it was very much a co-working space, although I think at the time uh, in February of 2020, or actually even a few months before that, just a co-working space, but I think neither I nor Max knew what a co-working space really was, um, right? And but I think that that's a very good thing because we did have a vision of uh, creating a, sp- a workspace for creatives. You didn't have any like preloaded sort of preconceptions um, about I what what a co-working should be, right? Nice. In, in yeah, I, I you're like naive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually, neither of us had spent a great deal in co-working spaces, mm-hmm. which was quite interesting in itself. Yeah, and uh, uh, my yeah. sort of side of it was to uh, focus on the the culture because I came from a a, a corporate culture which um, I thought could have been improved, and I just got really fascinated in workspaces and what motivates people to work and how they draw satisfaction from their work. and uh, But not only the professional side, but also the personal side. And uh, I think I just wanted to help Max uh, create a space where mm, people enjoy working and people are doing their best work. And I just really wanted to be uh, a supportive force uh, in this space that Max was creating. I think actually... The pandemic was one of the most interesting things for us because <coughs> all of a sudden we had to kind of really define what the, what it was. And that's I think that, that was the start of it becoming less of a co-working and more of this community, which brought us to, to now where we've just opened the, the clubhouse. Clubhouse is a very, the, the literal sort of communal table, right, down uh, downstairs. Yeah, it's very, very nice location. Just hosted, speaking of being more than a co-working, hosted a Miha. What did you, uh, what was hosted last night? Uh, so last night, uh, Ways for Women, which is a international women's group uh, here in Krakow. Um, it's a relatively new group. Uh, hosted one of their events. It was a small, intimate event of about nine um, people. And uh, to my understanding, they, they just basically talked about issues which are... Um, very relevant to to women and uh, how they feel about themselves and how they see themselves in society. Um, yeah, and they were really appreciative of the fact that they got to take advantage of the new Yo Clubhouse. Uh, they said that it was a, a perfect venue for them. And I can corroborate. I was actually there on a call when I, I did happen to overhear how excited she was for the space. I think it's also interesting the Clubhouse is like our our physical, our literal commitment to the community. And, you know, you see other co-working spaces which say community is important, but it's kind of hard to say how that community is important. It's <coughs> a lot of people say it, but do they, they do, right? They it's like do it. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of, you know, every B2B company says, we have world-class customer service. We have, you know, it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's like table, right? You know, people just say it, but they don't really deliver And this it. is us actually 
doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think this is a good time to interject because uh, we've been saying co-working, we've been saying the word clubhouse, but we haven't really described what the clubhouse is. So I think everybody, when they think, well, many people, when you think work uh, or rather uh, co-working space, you're probably thinking a bunch of desks, basically an office space where people are renting out desks mm, as, uh, as they need them. But uh, so we do have that. We even have two rooms like that. We have the main uh, first floor space and we also have the, the garden room. But something that's... Garden room, the new wing, the, the garden room. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is where we're recording, mm-hmm. live from the garden room. But the clubhouse is, is something that very much came from the evolution, which uh, Max talked about earlier, which came during the pandemic. And that's when we decided to focus on the community. And the clubhouse is this very much cafe-inspired space where there's a, a variety of, of seating spaces. We have a couch. We, we plan to have a hammock. We have <laughs> so For real? I, w- I thought that was just kind of... No, no, no. I thought that was just... It is coming. I thought that was just talk. Even like a tea house kind of sitting when you're, where you're sitting on like a nice lush carpet. You have a few pillows on your back and you're just resting up. I've been floor. asking for a nap room now since I've been here. Right. Can you speak to the nap room situation in the clubhouse? Uh, actually, you know, Yogi yesterday proposed to put up a hammock for us. Really? Yeah. That's nice of him. Mm-hmm. He, he said he would come and come and do it himself. Really? Yeah, he would go go to Castorama yeah. and buy the, buy what he needs. Classic yogi. Go yogi. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the clubhouse is this very casual. Uh, Glossed over my question about the nap room. It's 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 coming, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a small space in a larger room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying. So that you have a burrito for lunch, <laughs> and you get a little groggy. You have a lot of you spend a lot of energy doing a podcast. The adrenaline's up, and then you leave, and you need a quick down, you know, downtime for a quick twenty power nap. Sure, just I'm just saying. I've I've taken an informal poll. It's a very popular. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all. Those are valid points. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we definitely don't control where people sleep. Uh, yeah. Um, but. But the clubhouse is, is supposed to be the social hub of, of the and what I, and well what I like about it the genesis of the concept right came from you know as an ex digital nomad uh, as somebody who's been about and spent time working in cafes there is Wi Fi guilt that you know people people have for all right I've been in this cafe now for four hours I had a cup of coffee I had a scone I, all right I, then I got a little espresso but I feel like now I need to you know I need to do more yeah and I'm really glad that you brought that up because when your co-working was totally fresh totally new we had hardly anybody here um there just wasn't much for me to do at Yolk in the space because there was hardly anybody here. So I went out and I went to Kajimiyas and I went to the to probably spent time at Sitat. Lovely, yeah, Sitat, very popular spot. Y- yeah, and I recall, for example, being at Sitat and I was looking around for people uh, just working on their laptops. And then I would just, I guess, unfortunately, interrupt their work, but but somewhat politely, and I would just ask, "Hey, what motivates you to work here, and how long do you plan to be here?" and how do you feel about you Some know primary research, space? huh? Yeah, but but for me it was really fun, and I think we got a lot of. Um, yeah, I know talking good to strangers, <laughs> interrupting strangers' day. That's right in your wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, 
it took a lot of courage because because usually I don't like to interrupt people. But I, well, I you know what? I'm a huge fan of it, and let me stop you right there. Mm. I, you know. <laughs> No, all right. Well, you could literally. I mean, the passion is is yeah. palpable. You know, you, you could do a separate, you know, yeah. podcast just just you know praising Yoke and what we're about. But let's talk about us talking about things. The podcast. What 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 are we doing here, Max? This was your. I was roped in. I'm forcing you now to explain why I'm sitting in a chair at one thirteen on a Friday afternoon doing a podcast. Okay, well, it does go back to community again. And in Krakow, there is a great podcast called The Pratcast. That's a good podcast. It's a very good podcast. And I think it's very easy to be part of a community because of because of something like The Pratcast or because of the Krakow Expats group on right. Facebook. That's a big, big force. Yeah. So we wanted to do something similar with Yoke. But I think, you know, we don't want to step on the toes of The Pratcast. True. Very good. They, you get a knock at the <laughs> knock at the door. <laughs> Saturday, three a.m. Couple of couple of heavies show up. <laughs> John, don't come. <laughs> they just grab your headphones and mic. And but you know th- their podcast is very good for news, so we don't need to do news. But I think we can talk about what's going on in Krakow. Um, you're the perfect person to talk about bars, restaurants. Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm We'll learn more about Monty mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then what sort of goes on? Just the sort of uh, senseless and pointless conversations and banter and, and things that happen within the, the hallways. Yeah, because what's cool about the space is that, especially when the airport's he's back, are, he's back to talking about it again. We tried to. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a big part of my life now. <laughs> but what's cool about this space, and I'm not saying the word yoke, but all right, all right, okay. is the fact that there's so many uh, cool people who, who, who come through. And uh, we get to meet these people. Lars, and, uh, Lars, great. Lars was what great. Are the Kramer, Susanna, yeah, okay. and Simon were yeah. fantastic. Um, I could go on and on. And uh, e- each person sort of, you know, kind of uh, ha- has a has a I would say positive impact on our little ecosystem here, wh- which sort of uh, evolves and changes over the time. And uh, yeah, and uh, I think we just want to bring some of those stories and some of those people to to you guys who. Uh, maybe for one reason or another, are are not here yet, and uh, so you you know what's happening here. But Tom, why don't we hear about Monty? You do because that's also very relevant. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to? Uh, all right. I mean, I, I I could because this is I could go on like you know like me has. So because wanna. because Mayor Tom is actually one of the original <laughs> members of the Oak. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's been interesting is your project Monty is kind of you know the. The seeds were started here, I guess. Or uh, yeah, here, this is... No. We've seen it grow. Yeah, it has, and within just uh, less than a year. Um, I guess just to quickly, it's just... Uh, I'm not going to get into the whole ethos of the brand and what it is, because I can really, you know, lean into it. But quickly, it's uh, going to be a good time. Monty is a, is a Krakow city map guide. And so I had the idea, you know, kind of... Put put it together over time, but started really working on it when the pandemic hit, and um, it's now to the point where I've got like you know samples in production, and I'm working you know, finding partners. One of whom, speaking of yoke serendipity, you know, I just happened to be talking to somebody in the kitchen who is the co-owner of a you know one of the a company. I won't you know go too deep into it. 
you know, of one of the companies I was going to approach. So it was like, oh, wow, great. So I'm going to talk to him at, you know, <laughs> five o'clock and do like a presentation. It was perfect. Save me, save me an email. I think without what was really important for me with this idea is I, I've had, like probably many people, you've had these little ideas that you work on and you tinker with and it's your little side hustle or it's a, a project that it just sort of, you know, you get passionate about it for a month or so and then you get sidetracked. But being in a, a community like this, in a co-working where people are talking about everything they're working on, once you kind of open it up to the world and you explain it and you start working on it, and um, it just sort of, you, once you put something out there, it kind of forces you to follow through. It gives you some accountability. It's not just like, okay, your wife or girlfriend or husband or boyfriend knows you're working on something and you kind of gave up on it like you do with most of the things you mm. work on. Right here, it's like, you know, uh, you know, you start working on a project and a month later somebody asks you, oh, hey, how's it going with, with that? And you go, oh, geez, you know, I, I, yeah, it's kind of put it on the back burner for now. I'm doing it in there. I was rolling my eyes right now. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you think like, oh, yeah, whatever, okay. So it really, it really helped to, to stimulate me. And this isn't even, you know, um, you know, tapping into the actual, you know, like Mihao has been integral. He actually has a call out in the final product. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. Um, you know, just being able to talk through ideas and so forth. So, Tom, can you real briefly talk about how being at Yolk has influenced Good Time Monty? How it has influenced it? Uh, uh, for example, the material. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. This is a, a very good point. So, Mihao, knowing that I was working on this this project, um, Random Mihao. Uh, right. He he said, "Oh, hey, Tom. You know, what are you going to make the map out of?" I said, "I don't know." And he said, "Do you, have you ever heard of stone paper?" And, and, and you I, probably thought this was one of my stupid ideas. I can't. I probably did because it know, sounds I'm, like I'm something. I'm surprised he didn't propose yellow tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yellow tape is something that I've evolved to. <laughs> So uh, anyone who doesn't know that the whole of Yoke is covered in yellow tape. It's a lot of, there's a lot of yellow tape yelling at you uh, and, but, and describing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this isn't yellow tape as in red tape as in bureaucracy. No, no, no. It's, it's just it's simply just informative. And signage. It's simply informative. So anyway, Mihao brought up, somehow had found out about stone paper. And so he uh, turned me on to it. I started researching. It's great. It's environmentally friendly. It's waterproof. It's very tear resistant. So it's like the perfect thing to make a map out of. Tear, tear or resistant? tear? Tear. <laughs> tear resistance. Tear resistant. Tear resistant. crying tear. on it. Tear. Tear, tear. resistant. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the point is, it was a perfect material. So now, you know, the, the map is produced out of it. And what's great, what's really great about it is I had ended up buying some notebooks so I could kind of sample the paper. Right, right. And Mihao, you know, as, as he explained <laughs> oh, in his defining of his identity, not just a cyclist, what type of graveling, what is it? Gravel cyclist. Gravel cyclist, okay. He was going how far? How many kilometers were you going? Uh, that was a race that was 550 kilometers. 550 kilometers yeah. across uh, uh, Czechia? No, no, no. This this was all in Poland. It, it, it went a little bit into Slovakia, but it was Pod just... Uh, um, mm -hmm. Anyway, the point is 500 kilometers. So you said, hey, can you give me some of this stone paper? Because <laughs> I'm going to be going through like streams and stuff, and I want to write... Uh, like directions and what were you going to have write? Just, just map notes. Yeah. Map notes. He's like, okay, I, can, I can write it on this stone paper and the paper's not going to, you know what? That's a great idea, Miha. 
And Tom was nice enough to give me a few ga- sheets. I gave him a few sheets from this, this super cool notebook I have. And as good of an idea as that was, I would say <laughs> equally bad of an idea was to write the notes in ink. Yeah, so as soon as he got on the water, the paper held up well, but the ink was... The paper did fantastic, yeah, but as soon great. as like my sweat and whatever got, got onto yeah, it, it, was, uh, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was all over. Yeah. Um, but I would say the, one final point I would want to make on this sort of this creativity is like that's like a perfect example, and it's sort of what, um, for anyone who's sort of a lot of people know this, I don't know if it's even true or not, or if it's just like a business leadership myth, but the headquarters of Pixar back in like whatever, the, the 90s or, or 80s, where, you know, it was sort of circular, and Steve Jobs, you know, had all of the restrooms and bathroom, right, were all in the center. Mm. So it forced all of the people from throughout to all have to congregate and walk down the hallways to this one area so that they would sort of, you know, collide and bump into each other metaphorically and, you know, cross-pollinate these ideas. Which Tom, is I, I don't know if, exactly you, right. if you knew this, but for that very reason, we've uh, located all of our bathrooms next to the, the main entrances to all the <laughs> all the. <laughs> and that was you thought. Yeah. You thought, you thought yeah. through it all. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna mention that it wasn't dumb luck. No. What about the cow going on? <laughs> That's rubbish. <laughs> That's rubbish. So, uh, Max, you're working on a super. Um, <clears throat> it's almost like a, a, a midlife crisis, like sort of carpenter, <laughs> I need to build something type of project you've got going. I want to use my hands and create something, right? It might actually be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why, don't, why, don't you sh- why don't you share with Some everyone? guys buy sports cars. Yeah. I've been buying power tools. Yeah, yeah. There, there it is. Yeah. I mean, also yellow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, instead of flashy colors, because you went with DeWalt, right? For the most part, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have reminded me about the buttons. <laughs> you, know, you, had, you know, you had like this free pass where I was just kind of... I was flying under the radar. You were. You were too late. <laughs> so let's talk about the your TARDIS that you're putting together. My TARDIS, yeah. Well, I mean, we've known for a long time we needed phone booths here. And, and can you talk about the purpose of a phone booth and how it looks like? Yeah, it's kind of like a meter by meter box. It's not like a coffin at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's larger than a coffin. Larger, yeah. It's more spacious. It's a stand-up coffin or like a stand-up burrito. I was just in it, so and I have to admit, so, <clears throat> and I'll compare this to, there's a, so here in the garden room, right, there's, is where the, this uh, Max's phone booth is going. But up in the main, wha- what do you call the main? We'll, we'll, we'll get to the spotty get to one. We'll right, get, okay, we'll okay. Because the story is, okay, we need we needed phone booths. You know, there's a lot of people making calls. A lot of phone calls. And some people need a bit of privacy. You know, we Privacy for privacy. our American yeah. audience. Yeah. Oh, no, no, we no, no, would no. say privacy. <laughs> 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 so go on. We needed privacy. Continue. Uh, we w- GDPR <laughs> compliant phone booths were mandated by the EU. That's right. And they're pretty pricey, you know. They, they cost a lot of money. So yeah. I thought, you know, I'm going to learn to make one. So I m- started making one. And I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen anything. I just heard you'd been working on it. And I have to admit, I was 
you know. I, I would say and making one and making one. And it, was it George one. Lucas that used to take for who used to take Stanley Stanley Kubrick? Stanley Kubrick. This is this is you know my my Stanley Kubrick of yeah. phone books. Mm. It's taken a little bit of time. Yeah, and in the time it I, since I started, we since had a company that came to us. Yeah, they just kind of fell from heaven in a sense. I don't know if that's a English that's expression. I mean, it is. It's fell quite a quite a. That's a little better. Fell yeah, from heaven that implies. I think quite a. It's, a, it's not that good of a phone booth. I mean, it's yeah. nice, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, when, when I open the door, I don't hear, you know, like, you know. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Yeah, so this this uh, company called Spotty. Um, Spotty Systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, contacted One me. T, right? One T, S-P-O-T-Y. And uh, they contacted me, uh, and their salesman was very polite, tried to sell me one of their basic um, phone booths. And... Uh, I quickly cut him off and I said, hey, buddy, uh, I think I know how much <laughs> this stuff costs. <laughs> and there's, n- sorry, but we're just not in a position to to to, to buy a booth from you guys. And, and I asked him how much it costs and he told me the price and I'm like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I said, even if it was half that, that, that cost, uh, we still wouldn't be uh, able to afford it. Um, but luckily... Uh, you think on your feet. Yeah. You saw an opportunity. Yeah, I saw an opportunity for on a win-win. Spot. Win. Yeah. And I think that's what we're always going for at here at Yoko Working. <laughs> we're, we went for a win-win where basically uh, Yoko would be a, a showroom for, for this company and, and for their booth. And they thought it was a great idea. And uh, we really saw eye to eye. And uh, yeah, now we have one of their fantastic. And they even came in like the showroom. There was a guy here the other day looking. Yeah, I've right. been a couple of times. Yeah. And every time Mihal keeps saying to him, Hey, you know, we're making a phone booth. Yeah, I know. Why <laughs> don't you come and see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. I, I don't know why you guys think it's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I think that they'd be really curious. Like, like if there was another co-working space, I'd really want to see that other co-working space just to see how how they approach it. Yeah, but it would be like if somebody came in here and they were like, hey, yeah, what do you do? Oh, I'm, I'm in the early stages of starting a co-working. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to spend some time here. And, you, know, you know, you might not feel quite as, you know. I think it would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, even you had to think about that. <laughs> exactly. But I'm, I'm going to say this about Max's phone booth. Oh, you have one more thing to say? I have one more thing to say, because I I know a a few days ago we were sort of talking about a similar subject, and uh, at that time I I said, maybe for these professional phone booth makers, let's call them that, uh, looking at Max's uh, phone booth would be sort of like seeing an accident (laughs) on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) You know, where you're sort of slowed down, you're rubbernecking, and just like, oh boy, I'm happy that's not me. But, but... Honestly, as we saw Max's phone booth today, now that it has the the door and it's uh, you've got the four walls and the ceiling and the floor, (laughs) it it looks very complete. It looks fantastic. It looks great. It looks looks great. great. It looks nothing like uh, a highway accident that you would slow down. Not at all. No, it's it's really quite nice. It's it's uh, very warm and it has the Max aesthetic to it for for sure. It's very on brand. It, uh, it, it failed to produce a ding. 
Mihao, here we are. It's Friday afternoon. What's the <coughs> what's the uh, what's the agenda? I'm glad you asked. So tomorrow at uh, Krakow Danceworks, they're putting on a storytelling event, and uh, this is their second one. Uh, I happened to be at the first one, and um, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Basically, people in the audience are given the option to present a five minute story from their life. And, uh, did you present a five-minute story from your life? I did. At the last one. I, I was totally not ready for it, but um, I said, all right, all right, I'll do it. And uh, I was the last one to present, and I came, I kind of pieced together my story while others were, were yeah. doing theirs. Yeah. Didn't you win? Yeah. I was were there prizes? Yeah. Well, I was sort of trying to avoid the fact, stay humble and, and avoid the fact that I did, was fortunate enough that, they they saw some value in, in my story and yes I did win the first one which kind of allows me to be a judge was there a was there a jury how was this awarded yeah so there in the audience there were three uh, judges they, they call them judges and uh, each one of them would would write uh, scoring a like a like a one to ten exactly one to ten so I ended up getting a ten a ten and a nine point nine nine and uh, <laughs> I'm never going to forgive uh, that person who gave me the nine point nine nine wow so what in uh, give me a, a, a if possible fifteen second version of your five minute story it's, or is it, is it, it not it's not gonna work it's yeah gonna work okay. yeah What's uh, what what was the okay, genre yeah, what okay. time uh, of your life was let it me from try. let me try okay. So I was about 10 or 12 years old, and basically all I could say is I was in my tidy whities in my underwear, uh, next to a frozen river <laughs> during the middle of winter, doing a rain dance, trying to pretend I'm a Native American Indian. That's speaking yeah. of speaking of Andre. True story. Yeah. yeah. No drugs in itself. Yeah. No drugs. Yeah. No drugs. <laughs> yeah, I, right. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have to have a spinoff. And what about Max? I'd imagine some phone booth uh, polishing <laughs> coming on. What's going on? Um, no, no phone booths. No phone booths this week. Maybe I'll go for a bike ride. I haven't done one of those. It's supposed to be pleasant ride. weather. Actually, I think it's going to be raining this week. Oh, no, but you know what? I looked. I looked. Mm. And I, I, we need to petition the Council of Weather Icon people because I looked and it said it was going to be rainy. But then on Saturday, but it was like... 35% chance from like 8 to 9 at night. So, but the whole day is going to be beautiful. So, but they're showing you the rainy icon. So you think like you, oh, the weekend's going to suck. It's going to be rainy. <laughs> but the reality is no. The rain, you'll be practically be in bed. Well, maybe they're just giving you the worst case scenario. They do actually do that. It's called, um, what do they call it? Uh, like rain bias or something that the weather mm. people do. Mm. You know, so, because they hate it with, They'll, they'll bump up the chances for rain because they would rather that uh, people say, oh, the, you know, the weatherman said it was going to rain and it didn't. They don't know anything. Versus if you say like a 5% chance of rain and it rains, they're like, what the hell? This isn't supposed to happen. It's only 5%. Well, yeah, 1 in 20. Right. This is the 1 in 20. You know, so they have to always say that it's the, the lowest they do is like 30% or something, 25%. What would we do without Tom's invaluable oh. insight yeah. about how the weather's... <laughs> And what's Tom got planned for the weekend? I know. I don't think that I. I don't think that I have anything planned for the weekend. Uh, no ducks. No. I, I, I mean, I, we'll, we'll probably walk by the river and see the ducks and yeah. the swans along the Viswa. That's how I imagine you guys. And uh, well, now that you're making me think of plans, I think we'll cook dinner on maybe on Saturday night. We'll eat a McGraw and we'll find a recipe. Beautiful. That's always fun. Yeah. So that's it. When you're forty-four and married, that's a that's a weekend. <laughs> dinner. <laughs> 
Uh, but you don't have to deal with any Uber uh, couriers or, or whatever. I'm looking at no, I won't. We'll just we'll go. We'll yeah. pick up. We'll find a menu. I'll, I'll go in my app. I'll find a, a good recipe, and we'll go out and get it. And then we cook, and it gets a little tense when you're cooking in a small kitchen, right? <laughs> don't put that there. Isn't this ready? Since you think it's supposed to be like a like a romantic comedy where you know couples cooking, you're drinking wine. <laughs> it's, it's generally not that at all. And I have to say, it's my fault. I, I, I will say, yeah, I do. I get a little panicky on the on when everything's ready and you want <laughs> everything has to be timed right. And I, I so I need to work on that. I'm gonna I'll put that in my journal. Something to work on. So all right, that's it for our first episode of the Yoke Accent Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all have a great morning, noon, or night, depending on what time of day it is. And we'll see you next time. See you later. See you guys.